In these challenging economic times, how will it be possible to keep up efforts to tackle the global AIDS epidemic? Although the UK's Department for International Development, or DFID, has had its budget protected from cuts, ministers are under pressure to justify this, and value for money has become a guiding principle in how the department's money is spent. At the World AIDS Day symposium held at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, DFID's Peter Calenzo explained to me how they are now approaching HIV/AIDS. Our ministers have set us as civil servants quite a hard task. They've asked us to identify what are the investments that will give us the best results and the best value for money for the UK taxpayer and for those who ultimately we are, we are. Uh, setting out to to help in developing countries, so we're looking quite hard at what sectors we invest in, including in HIV/AIDS, but also what investment vehicles are likely to be most effective. And clearly, we need to、um, have a combination of investments. We need to, for HIV/AIDS, look at those investments that are indirect, if you like, like girls' education, that will have an effect on sexual behaviour and HIV transmission and ultimately outcomes in that area. We also need to look at、uh, direct investments in HIV/AIDS, and we also need to take a view on what the balance of our funding should be across, for example.、Um, Instruments like the Global Fund to fight AIDS, TB, and malaria, which have a more、uh, direct funding relationship, if you like, with HIV/AIDS, and then broader investments in, for example, health systems that will help、uh, provide the access to medicines, the health workers to undertake the services. So we've been challenged to look at the best and most sustainable outcomes and value for money, and the spread of investments that will achieve that. We heard from some of the other speakers today about the sheer complexity of the situation, which is being investigated more and more. So, for example, in some situations, poverty seems to be linked to HIV/AIDS, and some not. So, what I wonder, I suppose, is from your point of view, is that quite an intimidating thing to get your heads around when it comes to making policy and coming up with approaches? I think the the thing that it points to is is know your epidemic. You've got to base it on what is happening within a country and within a region. So clearly. Uh, the constituency you need to work with in Southern Africa may be different from the constituency you need to work with, and the interventions you need to adopt in、uh, areas of, for example, Eastern and Eastern Europe and Central Asia. So I think we we're aware of the limits of policy, if you like, at the global level and what can be universally prescribed, and we try to base our response on knowing the ec- epidemic, not only the biomedical. Um, side of it, but also the social, the cultural, and demographic nature of that epidemic in country, and tailoring a country-specific and, where necessary, region-specific, where it crosses over national boundaries, response. You also talked a little bit about where the funding might be coming from.、Um, clearly, international aid itself is not the only source of funding for tackling the epidemic. That's right. I think the the, the bulk of funding will continue to、um, need to come from domestic sources, whether that is. Public expenditure from governments, or、um, in some cases, out-of-pocket expenditure, and we and others are working hard to, in terms of out-of-pocket expenditure, to try and reduce the costs that poor people need to meet themselves. Because clearly, that's a barrier to、um, to addressing、um, uh, services for HIV/AIDS and indeed healthcare、uh, more broadly. And is there a political job to be done, in a sense, to make sure that domestic spending is high enough in the various countries where the impact of the epidemic is taking its toll? I think there is.、Um, I think it comes down to, to a large degree, to political leadership in those countries. So the, the epidemic is is exceptional in its nature in Southern Africa, and that requires.、Um, Leadership, both in the political signals that those political leaders give,、um, and in the way that they allocate and spend
um, resources. So um, I, I think there is a there is a challenge in trying to harness the best of of domestic expenditure that we can. But we shouldn't also forget that there is quite a considerable amount of external finance coming in. Um, to these countries, to both narrowly to support HIV-AIDS uh, interventions, including on uh, prevention, treatment, care and support, but also more broadly in a range of interventions that will affect HIV outcomes. So we try and work with governments both to um, help them set the best investment frameworks domestically, but also work with a range of international finances, not only through our direct investment, but also through areas where we contribute multilaterally, like the Global Fund and the World Bank, to find the best answers. Um, finally, from the NGO side today, there was a mention of a Robin Hood tax, which has been a, an idea around civil society generally for quite a while. I mean, politically, I can imagine this is something that's quite difficult to address. I think um, one of the first things I learned as a civil servant is don't exceed the mandate given you by your ministers. So I'm, I will stick tightly to what our Secretary of State said in the Independent uh, newspaper today, which was that... Uh, the Chancellor of the Exchequer, who uh, is leading on this issue, it's a taxation issue, has, I think, shown himself willing to um, listen to the arguments for and against it. So I think, I think the government is open-minded on it. Um, uh, I wouldn't like to come down one, one side or the other on, on where we might end up in the future. Peter Colenso from the UK Government's Department for International Development, talking to me at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine's World AIDS Day Symposium. For Audio News, I'm Derek Thorne.